Welcome to another episode of the Evolution Exchange Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Astrid, Anita, and Mass to discuss a bit of a different topic. So we're at CDC today, CDC Net. Um, we're going to be discussing all the cool new things that Astrid's team is getting involved in. So we, before we get into it, Astrid, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, my name is Astrid Kahn, and I'm head of the AI and digital team here at TDC Net. Um, I have a background in transport logistics, oil industry, and also packaging uh, industry. And I think uh, throughout all of that experience, uh, data, you know, machine learning, AI has been a common denominator. So something I'm extremely passionate about. Uh, but I'm also very passionate about you know the building products and then and actually transforming ways of doing business uh, with AI and data. Anita, do you want to yeah, hi, I'm Anita. So I'm actually uh, I'm actually just pretty fresh in the job market, and TDCNet was my first serious workplace right after uni. And actually, initially, I joined this team as a data scientist, and uh, I had a, a pretty cool background in cognitive science, like looking at the brains and actually looking into the aspect of intelligence and uh, what it means, and actually getting into the data space. And uh, then comes Astrid into the picture and uh, uh, introduces this very cool uh, uh, concept of product thinking, and uh, uh, got me got me pretty fired up actually about the way of to do AI and actually implement it and uh, find cool cool value and ways to uh, ways to use it. Uh, and yeah, that's how I'm here today. Yeah, and Mas. Yeah, my name is Bas. Uh, I've been around at TC for two years now. I started at the same time as Anisa, also as a graduate. Uh, I have a business, uh, business background um, and IT. So basically how we can transform businesses with use of digital technologies. Um, and I started in a in a product manager, management role. Um, and then I went into some process management before then uh, hitting Asteroid up and uh, hearing that they're actually doing product management in the intended way. So I was very fired up. Uh, and they're very excited to to be here. Great, perfect. Hi everyone, this is Chris Bennett here, the Knowledge Managing Director here at Evolution. We're committed to doing recruitment in a different way that adds value to both our clients and candidates by providing you with amazing speakers and leading edge discussions on what's going on in the tech scene at the moment. There are three reasons why you should contact me. If you would like to speak on a future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech data product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organization to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. So first off, let's discuss why you've set the vision for your AI product organization. Do you want to go ahead, Astrid? Yeah. So I think one of the important things um, was, I mean, understanding what is a product, obviously. Um, so products can be many things. It can be something, you know, physical, buy, store. Um, but in our context, it's, it's, it's tech. It's like a digital product. And more specifically, it's, it's you know, having to do with, you know, um, a lot of data, and then of course uh, models that you can derive from that data. Uh, so I think it, it, although slightly different than traditional sort of tech product, um, it is very similar in the way you think about the uh, discovery and de delivery phase and the product thinking, product design phase. Um, so, so that was, um, let's say, the the contours of how I uh, how I sort of wanted to build the team. So that's also why you know you hear Anita and Mess. They are I don't think it was like formally introduced, but they are product managers in the team. And you hear that you know Anita is coming with like cognitive sciences as a background. So even though there is a lot of data, there is a lot of science in that. Yeah. It's uh, it's not your traditional. A statistician, mathematician, or even as myself, a physicist by by education, and also Mass, who's coming from business, uh, and and you know a little bit more specific into like how to actually uh, digitalize 
businesses and 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 i think actually constructing you know an ai sort of data science mm -hmm. practice here but also having you know a various uh, varied background in in the team i think is is what makes it interesting and also what makes it let's say you know hopefully more successful uh, down the line yeah I actually want to jo jump in on that because I, I think that the, in general we're in a pretty cool like uh, like space and time uh, just because I feel like data science is still relatively young. So I think all over the different organizations you will see most random backgrounds like coming into the data one way or another. I think it's actually when we graduated maybe then around that time it was actually first proper degree in data science like started in Denmark. So I think it's also uh, kind of also relates to the fact that not all companies have figured out how to actually work with it properly because so that you can do machine learning for the sake of machine learning and it's cool on paper and it's cool to publish about but the way of actually yeah like productionalizing and actually getting the use out of it that is the bit that is still pretty fresh and uh we can take on the challenge even though our backgrounds are so diverse and we might be not the best experts at it yet <laughs> so yeah yeah, and I, I think, um, I mean, we have obviously a larger team and I mean, although I would say the majority of the team have more the classical backgrounds from math degrees, statistics degree and also physics, I think bringing in this sort of more diverse skill set is important uh, for actually um, yeah, succeeding with the vision because it's it's more than just being good at math. It's more than just being good at data. It's also selling the concept, uh, actually creating the concept first of all for any kind of AI product, and it's about uh, engaging a lot with people, uh, both within of course TCNet but also externally, and and um, I think for that is not always you know, the same type of profile, type, same type of background that can can do all of those things. So being very inspired by how we see, for instance, um, large tech companies coming out of Silicon Valley, how they actually have, you know, um, brain strategy managers, product managers, marketing managers. I mean, piggybacking a little bit on those skills as well, trying to get them in, even though we are, you know, obviously very focused on delivering as well and we need the delivery people the, the developers we also need you know the right people to make the connections and to network mm -hmm. and yeah. you know sell what we do you're also dealing with things that are completely new to a lot of people so there's also a huge task and one thing is the way that we work with product product management which is also different from what what we see elsewhere in the business right so also just getting people to understand how we do things is a challenge, but also very exciting. And I feel like more and more people are understanding why we have this approach. Um, so I feel like that's that's a very good thing about working here. And um, another thing is that while we're doing all these new technologies, well, there's a lot of people that do not understand fully or what, what we're engaging mm -hmm. in. So actually bringing in more people um, and tell them and like take them in the hand, show them this is how it could be. It's also very, very interesting to yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think in general, like if you think about it, sure, AI is for a lot of people and even for a lot of practitioners, a lot of models are black box. You're not quite sure. Like, of course, we know it goes in data, there goes the training. It's magic. Yeah, for a lot of people, it's kind of like magic, right? But I think that like the what what I think that like as a data scientist and like going into the whole uh, introduction of the product thinking into the way to do AI, what actually makes it really cool is the this like really simple and compelling thing about solving the problem, right? Like it, actually figure out why you want to, you want to have more of the why. And, uh, that is also what kind of helps to, uh, yeah, like spread this word about AI, right? Not through just, oh, AI is just a model, but you actually communicate through the use cases, you communicate through the examples and the stories and actually like, uh, yeah, successful things that happen, uh, thanks to like this, yeah, this good setup and collaboration. Uh, so I think it's uh, pretty cool. And I think the, exactly the why it's, it's coming back to this sort of general product thinking where you have a like a, a mission, yeah. a vision, mission, and then how to, and that's also the 
the why, the what, and the how. Yeah. So that's something we always try and focus. So we we have different AI products that we are trying to build, uh, but we do ask ourselves those questions up front when we try and conceptualize. Is that you know why is this a model or system AI models? Why is it what value is it going to bring? Yeah. You know why is it important that we do it? And then yeah. later on, what's the how? Like the, exactly, does it have to be? Yeah. And if it, it's in the AI, then then we talk about yeah. how and the and the when and the who turn off and stuff. So and that's the thing. Like today, uh, especially here at CDC Net, there is in many cases a way of working that has been around for ages, right? And what we try and bring is, let's say, a new way of approaching uh, that you know a certain. A problem in a way of working where we completely rethink the process and add some, you know, potential AI or any kind of, let's say, more complex uh, intelligent computing to the uh, the problem solving. Yeah, yeah. It's all, one thing is like building the solutions, but another thing is also making people aware how important it is that we actually capture data for the future work for the future solutions. And I think we've done a great job with that as well. Yeah, um, and that's a good journey. <laughs> what we're trying right now is that we, I mean, we, we have multiple strategies to sort of get to the vision of, I mean, how we build AI products. So you can say each AI product has this like mission statement, and there is a vision behind it. But then overall, as a team, we also have a vision of like how we would like to position ourselves inside the, yeah. the company and 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 how we, you know bring value and we can actually demonstrate and quantify that value and and also how you know basically in many ways we would like to think ai first when we do new things yeah um so that's more like on a on a let's say team vision level and i think what you just said is is a sort of eating into that yeah yeah, but I think that's like the you mentioned that our ways of working, right? And we have been quite experimental. <laughs> like we have tried Scrum, we have tried uh, uh, like this now now new approach that you have alluded to already. That uh, we are trying to uh, kind of be a bit more flexible because we realize that uh, with a lot of like pretty rigid processes sometimes or setups, the data science is actually quite challenging. To like, I'll say, yeah, in two weeks will be running or like we'll totally get all the features out like that's just not how it works and uh, uh, therefore we thankfully had space and time to try to figure it out a little bit and uh, right now we are trying to be this more fluid we acknowledge that we work on a lot of different things and we go out into the business and we have a lot of those small we call them mission teams so some of the astronauts said that like, every every team has a little mission to solve some kind of problem but then we still try to come together, right, and stay, try to stay aligned because we are actually not that many people still. We are only, what, like 10, 13, maybe, in our department, and our team. And, like, of course, uh, if we want to be AI first, we'll have to grow. But uh, even now, there's so many use cases, so much untapped potential that we had to, like, the yeah, figure out this, like, way to come back to the to the base, to the central, and, like, just every week reevaluate. Are we doing the right thing? Do we have enough people on deck? As uh, that has been kind of uh, an exciting shift, I think, in terms of uh, keeping people more focused, try to interrupt them less with meetings, and uh, try to keep it more strategic and high level. So what actually is your approach whenever it comes to the discovery and the delivery of these products? You want to say that one? Yeah. <laughs> of course, it's something that goes in parallel. Like one, one, one can't live without the other. Um, so an idea can, can spring from basically anywhere in the business. It can be from the, in our case, the technicians, or it could be from the managers. It could be from C-level. It could be within ourselves. It could be our uh, colleagues in the, in the team that can have an idea. And we try to, for, for the most part, get a track of these ideas, bundle them up into meaningful work items, um, but most importantly, assess the value that we can that we can gain from these ideas that that brings. And while we're doing that, that's basically the the one of the jobs of me and Anita as product managers to to bundle these up. And we do have focus on uh, developing our already running solutions, the the launched missions that we would like to call them. Um, 
where we actually give the teams pretty much autonomy and to do the do the best way for them to solve the the problem um, with help from the business as well. So we we would like to have business stakeholders in these mission teams that uh, Anissa mentioned as well that can that can help us drive which direction this mission this increment uh, this use case whatever it is. Uh, where what needs to be, not what needs to happen to to that um, without the business. <clears throat> yeah, but but yeah, we have been like just in, like practically speaking, right? We have been play, playing around with different templates, different setups. Like, what's the the cadence that we actually need to come together as a team? What? How do we keep the the team engaged and early on? But at the same time, we don't pull in for every single thing, uh, every little thing we want to check out. And uh, yeah, like the the whole uh, the discovery process. I've been playing around with like the maturing the maturing the idea that takes quite a, a normal steps like the proof of value proof of concept technical feasibility we need to pull out the developers for that right we need to have our technical leads have a look at the uh the prospects the data available and stuff like that and uh it is kind of like a big orchestration costly dynamic picture yeah. of trying to keep the like developing the stuff that we have already committed to, but also keep our eyes out, start, stay innovative, uh, check out those new ideas. Like it is a, a constantly, uh, I would say a pretty exciting uh, exercise that we do every week. Yeah. But we do try and be yeah. very, uh, let's say, structured around. Yeah, yeah. We have a structured approach and we keep, you know, we keep that uh, so Maybe I made the sun work out. Exactly. <laughs> There's a balance, right? But there we have like digital uh, tools that help us, you know, keep an overview also on like how long time does a certain, let's say, phase occur. So let's say something is like under uh, product discovery and you're like trying to assess the value, something that we call so it's Google value. If it's if it stays there for like, you know, agency too long. You know, we can also go back and evaluate it. Were we actually ready to pick this one up? What was the, the reason? Was it, you know, lack of, of data, lack of, of buy-in, you know, those kind of things. So we do try and, and, and let's say, keep a structured approach, sort of monitor ourselves, monitor our performance. And I think that goes back to also how we we work as a team. So the, 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 the culture in the team is extremely important. So even though we are, you know, put into these like pots in different business units, we have this very strong team sort of back to base mentality where we are using each other. Yeah. And we also, I mean, we take input from business and, and try and, you know, solve challenges in an innovative way with yeah. data, but kind of initiated by the business. And then we actually do the same thing internally as well. So we see some of the issues that, you know, maybe the business doesn't see, and then we try and, and actually solve them or being innovative around them ourselves. And also making sure that we can, can try out, let's say new, new techniques, new sort of from each other. Yeah. But also I think, you know, from a technological, technological point of view, you know, the business may always, I mean, understand the possibilities there is in a sort of an AI toolkit, like what, what kind of models are there? Right now there's a lot of hype about our chat of course and chatbots and 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 I think there is a, a little bit of a let's say skewness towards thinking that is AI and nothing else. Whereas we know okay AI is a lot of different things. It's like image segmentation, it's signal processing, it's you know, there's there's many many different use cases, and those have been mostly what we've, I mean, used. And then, of course, lately with the the last language model, that's also something we consider. But that is not something the business common as can you do this. This is something where we say, you know, there is a, a lot of potential in actually applying a technique like this or something like that. So let's try it out, see if it works, and then if we see okay, there are some good results. Then we also say that the other way, so it's kind of a, a two-way. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think it's just like in general, uh, like there's a lot of ideas. Like also, it's best that right, like they're coming from all over the place. But we as a team, I feel like in general, try to not like take orders, right? We're like we're trying to find something that is like has a lot of potential together, and no matter where it came from, well, like we need the business. Business needs us. Like that, is, you can't get away from it. 
but uh, uh, yeah, like I think that it's pretty cool that our, our team actually keeps this autonomy into like uh, not just being like the the waiters, right? Like yeah. just waiting for a, a request for a dashboard to drop on our table. Like uh, we are pretty proactive actually in quite a lot of these technological areas. So that was on the opposite. I think I would probably phrase it more like we really want to be collaborating and we want to create like partnerships around. Yeah solving you know some kind of challenge in the business yeah, exactly. generating you know new value so there is i mean i think the, the point on innovation is just that it's some innovation is more like a, a partnership with the business yeah. some innovation is more like you know coming from within the team and then we sort of try and and yeah. map it to another balance yeah again yeah <laughs> So how do you actually manage to stay flexible to cope with these changing business demands? I think we are, first of all, a bunch of, of fairly flexible people. Um, we also use each other a lot and collaborate quite closely, actually, which I I would say is, is a little bit unique mm-hmm. compared to a lot of the other sort of larger sort of data science, AI, digital teams that I've been in, where you typically see these like isolated parts. We really try and, and help each other out. And I don't think we are we are doing it, you know, on the you know, like on the consequence of mm-hmm. the of, you know, lower eff- efficiency. I actually think we're quite efficient. So yes. when we see, okay, now now there is a need to actually jump on, you know, have more resources, jump on some yeah. issue, right? Useful. We can be quite flexible and just get that done, get that out of the way, and then, you know, move on. So I think we are flexible, but we also have each other's back. And I think that sort of strong sense of community that yeah. We, yeah. we have, I mean, which is probably also given the size. But since we are, you know, reaching further and further out into the business and we have more and more collaboration partners and 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 also need to grow a little bit in size, I think it's a very important quality to sort of try and protect also moving forward. Yeah. Um that we actually can chip in and 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 keep like a way of working and a culture yeah. where it's not gonna be difficult for a skilled data scientist or AI engineer to actually pitch in and help on a on a project or product that they haven't necessarily seen before. Yeah. But I, I just sort of have like a note on that as well. Like I feel like TCNet is a pretty old company. And it's this like a it is a, a pioneer in a way that it's the first like one in the first in Europe as the digital infrastructure only kind of thing, not a service provider combined, right? So it's like a it's a bit special setup, but in general, uh, we we know that the the business's focus kind of changes, but the core stays the same, right? We we provide connectivity, we have cables in the ground, we have mobile towers, we have guys riding around. So in that sense, actually, like I would say that even though the demands from the business have been changing and we stayed fairly flexible but uh, uh, I, I think it's pretty cool that as a team we actually worked on pretty strategic cases for a long time now long before the, the business actually maybe asked for it or like has prioritized it because everyone sort of knows that oh we need to know what's happening in the network we need to know how to like uh, manage our resources the best way possible and are like our people riding around so in that sense like uh, we, I, th- I think uh, we have been like pretty on point just in terms of like these basic needs of the people in the business. So even when the demand has been changing, we've been kind of, it was, it was kind of easy to adapt. I feel like, I don't know what your guys' perspective on it is. Also, we, we try to, to limit the, the scope of, of the things that we're doing. We're yeah. not trying to embark on eternity projects. It's like both options, uh, right? <laughs> We're trying trying to put some some deadlines to ourselves to say okay we're gonna give it the shot we're we're not time bound by the two week uh, scrum sprint anymore but, but we, we we try to give ourselves like a, a, a yeah. horizon that we can aim towards and then see okay where are we now and then we can decide if this is something that we want to keep it as far as there's something new that's come up yeah. so even if it's not like uh, on paper scrum we do stay agile in our just way of working just in terms of not only marking these huge things that we. Yes. I don't think we've ever said like, oh, this is going to be ready in 26 (laughs) kind of thing. Like we don't really have projects like that. 
We, and, uh, and I think because we do work in like this product uh, thinking in a product way, it is uh, kind of super uh, like, it, it's in the name that you have to define what it is before you even start uh, start working on all of it. So, but that's why yeah. I think having a concept or problem yeah. that you're trying to solve, where you can identify that you know yeah. the AI or some kind of mathematical model, yeah, as, as, you know, is is the actual solution that will be best for that. Um, that problem yeah. that this tool is trying to solve. I think that's a starting point because then you say, okay, this is what we want to achieve. Yeah. And then we figure out, is that even feasible? Yeah. And then if we say, no, it's not, we don't have the data. Um, or, you know, actually the most easy solution would just be, I don't know, some kind of rule based dumb robot or something. Yeah. You know, then we just, I mean, we just stop it. We don't waste any time or resources on it. So we really try and say, okay, there is a big problem and there is AI potential. So those two things, together with the data, of course, availability of the data, but even in that case, it, not, it doesn't always stop us because we think the potential is big enough and we know there is, um, so the value potential and the AI potential is big enough, but maybe there is some data quality or some missing data. Mm -hmm. We are, have also been quite, I would say, innovative in figuring out then how can we get that data. Yeah. So actually design our way around data issues yeah. and figure out how we can actually then, you know, build something else that would ensure that we get that data longer term. Yeah. But I think like also just relating to the question, right, about the the whole how do we adapt like in the future as well. We have been really and and also talking about setting up our organization. We have been also talking a lot about like that that there is this fundamental data and uh, sooner or later we will get access to it, right? But uh, just in general as well in our ways of working, we're really trying to uh, going forward try to put focus on this reusability and these like. Uh, uh, set components that we can just uh, like plug and play with different use cases, right? So that is something also that I think is going to help us in the future. Like even when the business maybe changes, like we uh, we technically don't have that long of a time to value or like time yeah, to deliver, yeah, so right? Yeah. Time to value, yeah. to try and keep short. And then we also have, yeah. I mean, it may not be super interesting, but you know, some very, I would say high ambitions, but to some extent already realized in terms of having, you know, um, a good technical setup, like a good stack yeah. that ensures, you know, that, you know, time from experimentation into, you know, production is, yeah. is shortened as much as possible. We can monitor everything. Um, we have, let's say, uh, pipelines that are yeah. running automatically. I mean, the whole MLOP setup is basically, um, how we work yeah and we try and, and optimize that as well because exactly. the faster we deliver the more adaptive we can be just like the more times so of like the what what is next that we do happening i mean so it yeah. handles how you know we've sort of been standing and and, and conceptualizing something and sure. we build a pilot and then we test it out with some you know some users some pilot users and then we we can go back and say okay this didn't work as well as we wanted it to, but let's redesign it. And that is a really fast sort of exactly. uh, iteration. And I think we need just even more of that. So we try to not sit and and sort of tinker on models whatever. We actually, we try to do, you know, something that's quick, yeah. but with the possibility to uh, constantly improve the yes. system. And reuse and recycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how do you then make sure that your team is empowered and, and in your own words, awesome as well? <laughs> well, and we, we, we do a lot of fun stuff. <laughs> I, I guess going back to my, my previous point. So we're, as of now, we're working on, on these, these missions, these increments of the board, where there is quite a lot of autonomy for, for people to, to figure out how they want to coordinate amongst themselves. Um, how to solve the problem. How to solve the problem together with the business as well. Yeah. And so I think 
for each of these mission teams, there's a lot of autonomy, but it also goes out to the to the team in general. Everyone can can chip in. Uh, we have these uh, team team based meetings going back to the to the central to the base uh, to learn from each other. Uh, and as Astrid also said earlier, like very collaborative mm-hmm. and and in our approach to, to things. Yeah. And I think two important points on like a leadership point of view. So very early on, we committed to being, you know, an empowered team with everything that means. And it means, first of all, this sort of trust between each other and and that, you know, in my cake, and he says it's, it's missionaries rather than mercenaries. So finding that, you know, drive and passion within each of the team members and just make sure that, you know, I mean, we are all working towards the same goal, so we have a, a clear strategy, but then, you know, the tactics on how to get there will, will of course, vary depending on, on the individuals. But the team is in, is like the center, so, I mean, preferably everyone is a team player, but then each individual in the team is also, I mean, a, a contributor and needs to be motivated maybe one day is motivated because of the team uh, spirit and the, and you know the person don't want to fail the team and then there are other days where you're more motivated by you know the actual technical work you deliver or something like that but it's been proven i think over and over again mm-hmm. that especially in this line of work where you deal with very skilled uh you know technical people which also have you know, some level of creativity, which you know, problem solving skills are creativity, call it what you want, but that they actually need some freedom in their way of working. That's what motivates them. So as long as there is alignment on a strategy, which ideally should be aligned with the company strategies, <laughs> then I think you would typically see higher efficiency mm-hmm. in within your those teams actually. Um so that's I mean, it's not something we invented, basically. We just got very uh, inspired by... Inspired. (laughs) So, yeah. And I think the the other part is also the... I mean, the way... At least I'm not... I, I cannot say this is the right way to do it. But I think my leadership philosophy philosophy is very much like we are in this together, kind of like we're in the trenches together. It's not like I'm sitting somewhere and just telling people what to do. It's more like we 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 are kind of um, I, I sometimes use the analog and and sorry anal- analogy that you know we're kind of like a SEAL team, <laughs> not a split or as badass, but 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 it's kind of like you know. There is this decentralized command. There is a lot of trust yes. that when you know two people go out on what we call a mission, that they understand what is our philosophy, what yes. is our strategy, and they can act upon that and take decisions. So I think that's something that, again, not something I've invented. I've just been inspired from you know various ways of leadership, but I do think that putting a lot of trust in people mm-hmm. and letting them, you know run with it and then you adjust but you don't adjust by you know forcing people to do things in a specific like way getting down the requirements like making down the requirements just saying no you gotta deliver this and here's the deadline it's more like we do have deadlines but yeah. they are sort of in many cases they're sort of either self-imposed or they are you know they we, we get them from the business somehow but then we, well, we set them together. Like we have done that as well. As I set them together. So, yeah, I think, yeah. and I think that's that's also, yeah. I, I and I do I do think that the whole like the uh, the product thinking and the empowered team philosophy, like I think, has it, it really really allows for a lot of drive and sense of ownership. Because uh, it's very easy to just uh, yeah like is write a lot of code and uh, you don't really feel much about it you're like yeah it's done but here when you're like you're you have a lot of yeah you have a lot of magic right like you do trust the team a lot in that sense you take your hands off and uh, i think that that trust has really paid off in our team and it's really not a given 
I think it's like a, a, a pretty uh, cool uh, testament to do. It, it feels like yeah. it's very flat, our team, like rock like in very clean. It's very flat. Yeah. It's not the, no one is really above anyone else. We're very collaborative in our yeah. decisions as well. So, yeah, I feel like that. I think it's also part of the, um, the team strategy, actually, the, the vision for the team. And, and that is, you know, that first of all, everybody needs, I mean, needs to feel motivated and passionate about what they do. So if they want to try on a different hand, it, it should be possible. Mm -hmm. I, I think, and that's where trust also come in. I trust that people can, you know, communicate what are their, you know, personal development goals, et cetera. Yeah. And then they get the chance. And then we adjust over time. And then sometimes it's just, you know, maybe this wasn't your best skill. Yeah. But then, you know, we kind of, we test it out. Yeah. So again, because we have this luxury that we can, we can iterate quite fast and we have a very experimental, let's say, work by nature, mm -hmm. we can also test these things out. So yeah. I think I had the same thoughts, actually. Like the, the whole, the, the type of work that's in general, like, AI, data science, and sales. Like you, you do go there uh, as a actually pretty creative person. Also, how we uh, talked to today in our team, right? Like there's a lot of this experimentation and this trust as well. Uh, I think it really takes off that like uh, unnecessary stress. Like there's good stress and like excitement about delivering something valuable on time, and feeling like the uh, gratitude and the the fact the fact that you help people. But uh, uh, it can. I feel like it can be pretty uh, deprecating if you uh, like say, "Oh, this model has to be this accuracy." Like I don't care like what you think. This has to be done. Uh, I think that that can create a pretty bad environment in general, or like pretty stressful environment. Yeah. And I think that like in general as well, like as a way of keeping our team empowered is like keeping out the morale, keeping out like the good, uh, good feeling even when something doesn't quite work out, right? And uh, I think that's uh, also like. Uh, a, a part of it that is uh, more fluffy, maybe, <laughs> but uh, is uh, allowed by this like structure and the way of working. Yeah, and I think given this, you know, current age time, where you know people with uh, skills in in this area, data scientists, uh, machinery engineers, uh, general sort of digital experts, product managers, there's a there's a high demand for those type of skills, mm -hmm. and I think. Um, what we try to remind ourselves is that we need to we need to stay humble. We don't know everything. Maybe our skills is in high demand, but we do not know the business as well as the people who are in the business. Yeah. And that that goes, you know, in any kind of industry we go to, we will always be, you know, those who know a lot about data and and digitalization. So unless you know, of course, there are the the, the corner cases where you actually. Um, essentially build a startup, but there will always be, you know, someone who knows more than you, even though you know data, even though you can code, yeah. even though you have the mathematical skills, you don't know everything. And I think that's important. We also try and stay, stay humble, stay collaborative. And um, yeah, that's also part of the, let's say, hiring strategy that and we want to, we want to ensure that, you know, people are team players and they want to, they want to focus on delivering value for the context they're in. So in this case, TCNet, uh, but of course also want to learn something uh, and and develop themselves. So there has to be a space for both. Um, and I think learn from each other, learn from teammates. Yeah. So that's why, you know, people who are highly sort of individualists or don't prefer working with others, we, we try and, you know, not, um, yeah, hire those types of growth ones because I think that that has too much impact on the um, team sort of spirit. Yeah, but it's almost like every time you add a new person, it's a new team now, right? Yeah. It's like uh, depending on how the person fits in, it can shift quite a lot. And then, of course, there is definitely different areas that we want to grow in. But uh, yeah, I think I think I completely agree with. Uh, yeah, better be careful with the very like ego. We we know that we are experts, and I think we know we we are experts within our field, and I think we know that we contribute with a lot of value. Mm -hmm. So I mean, we do 
make it a big deal out of actually quantifying the value that we bring. Yeah. And we also, uh, so so I, I feel like in terms of uh, accountability um, as a team, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, being very responsible. But I think, you know, it's not a, a one-man show, it's a team sport. And that's, and that's the, I think, an important message is that, you know, maybe you can go really fast if you go long, but if you want to go far, you have to, you know, do it in the team. It's good. No, I completely yeah. agree. Like, uh, and I, I also think that uh, just in general, like the, uh, like a, a bit of a cognitive science perspective, right? Like this, the collective intelligence is just so much more. But it's like the diversity of thinking, the diversity of looking at the problem, right? Yeah. It and and that also applies just internally in our team, like involving different people, but also uh, in collaboration. Yes. There is quite a lot of like bases to cover for each other. And of course, like there's a, a unique value proposition from our side, unique value proposition from the other side. But yeah, I think that the, in general, the uh, the spirit is very much uh, we have to work together and we have to help and uh, or like we want to help and we want to solve things rather than uh, get the glory of the yeah yeah practitioners and the in a, in a little business or something. So it's clear that you've built a great culture within the team. So how would you compare it to previous organizations you've worked for? It's three of them. It's just done extremely well. You've been around the company, so you're going to see, uh, we've seen other places up the coast sure. as well. Yeah. And I also worked in, uh, in another product management organization within the company, actually, which was much more project focused, um, where it wasn't clear who the, the team that needed to to support the different use cases that we were working on was um, it was always you had to go out and you had to find them in uh, obscure corners of the business <laughs> and it wasn't really uh, fully uh, a developed use uh, business case or whatever we were working on um, so everything seemed a little bit more uh, how do you say fragmented in, in that sense um, where here there's a clear vision of what we're doing and where we want to go um, and of course there will be some steps on that on on the on the road there uh, to build some some products that will enable us to get to the vision uh, whereas before it was more like uh, okay we're doing this project and then we complete that and then okay so what are we doing now we're doing now here it seems there's more clarity on what's coming next so yeah we, we're building this and we're happy mm-hmm. we want the battle but not the war you know sort of thing yeah, I think from like perspective, uh, putting perspective on, on like previous experience, I think I tried. To, uh, this is like my third <laughs> digital AI transformation that I've uh, been part of, and I think what I saw with, in the first two ones was this like you know huge scale up, very quick scale up in terms of people. Not necessarily in terms of of buy-in and 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 also readiness in the organization for that type of scale. Um, so, what I experienced um, slightly different nuances, but but very similar was that the team didn't grow organically. So there wasn't like a, a team spirit. You had these like pots that were within the same organization, but they were not. They didn't have a culture, like a coherent culture. Um, and they didn't have a necessarily a coherent way of working. That was something like that came. So what we did both time was that we actually managed to um, also build a lot of technical depth because you know, ways of working, structure, and everything wasn't in place. We just added a lot of people, and and so I think one of the first thing I said when I joined was that. I would like to consider a team like a a a, 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 yeah. a garden that yeah. has to grow organically. So do much <laughs> like gigantic lettuces or pumpkins. I don't know. One of the the you know that the, the good growth that also ensures the quality and the the nice taste of the vegetables. <laughs> so that's what I'm you know that's what I'm trying to do. So obviously now we see. Uh, 
think the, the, the focus of the company is changing, switching multiples, enabling data and AI to a much larger degree than it has. And I think we build the foundation so now we can actually scale up much faster because we have a lot of the structure in place. Mm-hmm. We have the, the ways of working in place. We still have that sort of flexibility, innovation and experimentation, um, freedom, yeah. but the, the general con- like consensus in the team is, is kind of in place. So I think we, we can scale now uh, at a faster pace than, than you know, a, a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And that that's one observation from previous experience. And the other one was that, you know, with such a big push on hiring the right kind of, of let's say, profiles, the, the thoughts on how these profiles would actually work together was, you know, not, not really considered. So I also experienced a lot of this, like, kind of like, individualists or big egos mm-hmm. which isn't that it's not a, a great environment and it actually has a lot of impact on productivity and at the end of the day you know what well, even though it's it's great that we have fun at work and we like our colleagues it's our productivity it's being productive and we like that as humans at least in our team we like being productive and like pushing things out of the you know from from development mm-hmm. to actually production and i think you know not having internal friction, yeah. uh, you know, it's very competitive uh, power play yeah. within the team. I think that is really making us very productive. Compared yeah. um, to what I see, I, I, I saw a lot of great ideas actually completely, you know, fall flat because the the people culture were in, you know. Mm. Pretty good, yeah. And I, I think since since you joined, another thing that's like beneficial to the team is the retention of the employees has been pretty pretty high. We we haven't had many people. It's a good indicator. It is a good indicator. Of course, we have some new faces as well. Yeah, going back to the whole like we need to adjust when new people. Yeah, the team. But we as you say, we have a solid foundation to build off because people have been working together for yeah. a while now and. We are really seeing the the fruits of, of yeah. that work that's been done in like laying the foundation for the audience into it. So I think actually, although it was I will say an experiment, but it was something where I was like, okay, I've seen how you take AI and digital and data and you you try to bring it into some sort of transformation of a, a big company, yeah. like a, an old company with a lot of legacy and a lot of history. And then you sort of scale it up very fast. And then just, I mean, I remember when I when I was approached to take this job, I actually reached out to my previous boss and I just asked him, like, if if you, because he had the same role I was mm. about to take, um, if you were, like, reflecting back some of the mistakes you made or some learnings or something I can sort of take with me. And, and you know, he said a few things and I was just like, you know, that's actually really great advice um, to bring into this. And I really, I mean, I didn't see it per se as an experiment, but just based on his recommendation and also what I've seen in other places, I tried to do things slightly differently with a little bit more emphasis on, you know, building the team first. And then, of course, also the value and the products. But maybe at a slower pace than what we could have if you know we've gone you know full on just ramping up and yeah, I think it also is like kind of lines up with the the whole idea of like from the power book right like the you don't need extraordinary uh, I don't know talents and people to make extraordinary products. It's actually about empowered teams yeah. that are working well together because you can put a lot of really cool people in the room and uh, they are not necessarily gonna produce something nice if uh, if uh, the yeah if the dynamic isn't right i mean obviously Marty taken yeah. and that whole yeah, like the two books that he's uh written has been a huge inspiration on yeah. this as well because you know it first of all it resonates a lot with me as a person and as a as a leader but then obviously i'm not the only one it's kind of you know there's a lot of people who actually benefits uh, a lot of that book and and 
and those guys have been involved in so many very successful endeavors. So I'm also trying to kind of, even though it was bringing in, a, I think, a very strange uh, philosophy to, I mean, seen from a TCNet perspective, you know, seen from a digital product development perspective, it was like, you know, this is completely normal, right? So I yeah. tried to really bring that in because I've seen that it's working on yeah. places. So I, I, I felt confident that, you know, yeah. we just keep on doing this, you know, it will actually show yeah. the value down the line. So maybe we haven't like completely shown the value, but I do think that yeah. we're closer to being able to say yeah. if it has. I have like a reflection with, and it's just like, I don't, uh, the TDCNet is my first like proper workplace, but I did, I, I was working as a part-time data scientist as a, like a research assistant. And so I'm just like thinking about this journey from academia into the business. And I just remember as a data scientist, like the, you know, in academia, you're doing just because it's cool for the sake of knowledge. It hasn't been done before, therefore you do it and uh, you learn something new. And that's always very exciting. And then you go into the business and sometimes you kind of maybe get get a little bit uh, disenchanted, right? You're like, oh, uh, it has to be like super strict and uh, super quick and dirty because business needs to value, 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 value. And so you're kind of might be like falling out of love maybe a little bit with data science. That kind of happened to me first when I joined. And then I remember that when uh, the whole product thinking started, it has like kind of like it gave me the news, like the second win. And so like, oh, like this is a cool way of thinking about the like bring the value, but keeping you excited and still exciting and still like being empowered to like be creative and uh, like try out new things as a data scientist. And I think that that's like, I think that uh, uh, it's also kind of, concludes like a big uh, selling point of this uh, philosophy uh, to bringing digital product way of working into this space. So yes. So we'll finish with one last question, a quick one. If you could describe your experience working at TDC now in one word, what would that be? That's a very good one. <laughs> off the top of my head, I'm like, I can't do one word. I can't do two. Okay. Like, go with it. Challenging, but exciting. <laughs> Astrid? There, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's such a fabric. I'm not in one word. Well, they'll give you say so it's inspiring, obviously. They're I think motivating. And you know, I think it it kind of uh, I think overall it, it makes me feel very passionate about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That we actually contributing to something oh. not just delivering more value for TCNet but also you know for each other as a team um, and hopefully we can create an even bigger community I mean not just within TCNet but also externally yep. and um, swing more than one word well Honestly, thank you three and for showing us some really interesting insights into what you guys are doing at TDC Net. Thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. Um, and thank you to everyone listening as well. And if you would like to get involved in one of our upcoming podcasts, please feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Hope you've enjoyed listening. This has been the Evolution Exchange Podcast. See you next time.